liftoff. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? What is What's going on, Spurs Nation? Hey, sorry running a little late. I had to finish up a couple graphics and, um, you know, finish up a couple finishing touches on the show. Shout out to the Patreon members out there. Frenchie Betts, what's going on? Arno Midnight, appreciate you. And Juan Rodriguez, man. Thank you guys for hanging out. Trevor Schultz, what's going on? Um, Million GNU. Guys, welcome to the first like episode of uh, this Q and A. You know, I there's so much time. Uh, I mean, sorry. Let, let me go back. There's so many really good comments that come in um, after I publish a video, right? So after I go live, uh, you know, for the next week or two, as long as that video is kind of being watched, there's a lot of really good stuff out there, and I really do appreciate you guys commenting on on um, on the videos that I do. And some of you, some of you guys make a lot of sense, right? Some of you guys are arguing with me and, and you make perfect sense, right? So I really wanted to devote a little bit of time to kind of take your questions and to answer your questions in a, in an informal way, right? So this is very informal. It's a Q and a, I'm going to be pulling, um, you know, you guys out from the chat room, just like this shout out to Frenchie bets. Um, and I'm going to take your questions. And the big question about of today's video is, you know, what are the big topics, the big question marks out there for the Spurs moving into this season? That's what I kind of want you guys to wrap your heads around. And, and I'm going to be pulling out your questions because I feel like there's a lot. Currently at this point in time, you know, we have some roster um, spots that need to be, you know, taken care of. And we have a couple too many guys, right? That we might need to cut a couple dudes and – um you know, position the power forward position, I think is a big question mark. Um, there's a lot of speculation on trading Thaddeus Young and, and Alfaruka Minu. Are we going to trade them? Are we going to try to flip them for assets? Or are we just going to keep them, you know, like, and just play them this year <laughs> and then uh, let them walk next year, which is a totally okay thing to do. Like, um, you know, so there's a lot of question marks, you know, are we starting both Derek White and DeJounte Murray? I think, I think the obvious answer is yes, but there is an argument out there, a very solid argument um, when it comes to kind of like balancing out the lineups and, and things like that to, to move, you know, Derek White to the bench. So there's a lot of people that are for that. And we've seen that happen, you know. So, you know, uh, Trey Jones just balled out. Um, so, you know, there's there's a point guard question mark there. There's a Brent Forbes question mark there. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of questions. And I want to know what y'all's are, you know. So what I'm going to be doing in this show – is going through the chat and taking your questions and um, just so we can hang out for a little bit of time, you know? So before we get into that, I want to let you guys know that um, we do have some housekeeping things to, to go over, right? This is kind of like a town hall episode as well. So again, very informal. I don't have a presentation. I'm not breaking down any film, um, but we're going to talk a lot of basketball and I'm going to take a lot of your questions and put them on screen. Just to let you know though, that Patreon members, get priority on the questions right in the chat room. Also, if you drop a tip via the super chat or the tip jar link in the description below, you get priority to right to kind of put your question above everyone else's, but I'm going to try to do, you know, hang out here for about an hour and talk to you guys as much as I can. Um, just give you my perspective on what the Spurs should do. Right. So very exciting time, but there's some things that we need to talk about first before we get into that. This town hall part of the show is um, there's just some news and updates that, uh, I have to go over with you guys. So first off, thank you for 2000 subs, right? Um, a few days ago, I crossed the 2000 mark on YouTube. And uh, I think right now I'm like at 250 or 260, something like that. So it's just every day, I'm just like, oh my God. And that was one of my big goals, right? For the summer was to get to 2000 subs. So thank you to everyone who's watching right now for who has subscribed to this channel. If you're new or if you've been around for a long time and you still 
like the content that I'm doing and um, you don't mind me changing it up and trying new things and failing and then, you know, throwing some things away and trying some new things, you know, like, so I'm always experimenting over here. And so I, first off guys, I just got to thank you all, man. So thank you YouTube for liking these videos, for subscribing to the channel and just for being a Spurs fan, man. And uh, being a Spurs fan on YouTube, looking for Spurs content. That's what I thank you for, because there are a lot of us out there. And I think YouTube is kind of barely starting to pivot towards, Oh, Hey, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good Spurs content over here. You know what I mean? On YouTube, I think Spurs fans are just starting to discover that. And it's, it's because of you guys who, who click that um, like button and click that subscribe button um, that are making the difference for a lot of other Spurs creators out here. Cause you guys watching my video and being interested in Spurs content that lets that the YouTube algorithm will kind of maybe help you find some other Spurs creators out there. And, and so it's good for everybody. You know what I mean? It's, it's great for everybody. So thank you guys for supporting the channel. Um, so thank you again for 2000 subscribers where the next goal is, is on, we're on our way right to, to 3000. That's the next thing. Um, sl slowly, but surely. So really just, I thank you guys, man. Thank you. Go Spurs go. The second thing that we need to talk about is that, we are going to have some new show times over the summer, right? I'm off. I'm a teacher. I'm a coach, right? So over the summer, um, I have a lot of um, availability and freedom to manipulate my show schedule, right? Now that I'm having to go back to work and yes, teachers are having to go back to work and, and things are even crazy here in my area due to COVID things are still kind of crazy, you know, in my area, but we still have to go to, to work and, and all that stuff. So, um, in order for me to be able to prepare a show for you guys at the quality that I want the show to be at with the time that I have allotted, we're going to have to go from a Monday, Wednesday show at 6 p.m. to now a Tuesday, Thursday show at 8.30 p.m., right? So the show is going to be pushed back a day, right? Tuesdays and Thursdays now, and instead of 6 p.m., it's at 8.30 p.m., now, again, one day a week, I want to be breaking down some film with you guys. Um, matter of fact, this Tuesday, right, this is going to be effective now, right, starting this week. So this upcoming Tuesday, what we're going to be breaking down is Summer League Basketball in Vegas, right? We're going to look at the fourth quarter that these two guys put together. Um, I think it was against Minnesota. They ended up losing the game against Minnesota, but both of these dudes balled out against Minnesota in the Summer League. And then um, we're also going to break down Trey Jones's, you know, huge game against Charlotte, right? So um, that's on Monday. So on Monday, we will be diving into some film. Um, I'm not sorry, not Monday, Tuesday, right? I got to check that. On Tuesday, we will be diving into some film. Thursday, I'll try to have a guest on for you guys um, so we can talk some Spurs basketball with you guys. All right. So that's the second big announcement. Um, let me pull up, pull up the... Let me pull up the uh, chat room here. This is a Q and A. Um, let me go back up to the top. Okay, 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 okay. We can afford blah blah blah. We'll, we'll get to the questions here in a little bit, guys. And congratulations. What's up, Jude? Jude's in the house. SSPN. Speaking of other great um, Spurs creators out there, Jude and Ethan rocking it over there at SSPN. Um, Trevor saying, thank you for the quality of your content, love your stuff. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like, if, unless I, you know, YouTube becomes a primary thing for me where I can go four or five days a week, I, I really have to budget some time to deliver for you guys. Right. I want to make sure it's not just coming out out here and just, just talking about, I don't know what. Um, okay. So thank you for 2k subs, new show times. Um, other than the, you know, the Spurs film room live shows that I do two times a week. This is the other show that I want to start incorporating weekly, right? Hopefully weekly. If, if I can't do it weekly, you know, because of the kid and stuff, um, definitely bi-weekly, but Sundays at around 3 PM is when I want to start doing more of these Spurs Q and A's with you guys. Right. Um, so, um, hope this show goes well, right. It seems it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of you guys hanging out in here. Um, last announcement. Frenchie Betts kind of asked it already a little a little while ago. Let me see. I saw it in here. When will OOC be, be back? Okay. So there's going to be a big announcement coming August 26th, okay, um, regarding order on the court. Those of y'all that follow us on Twitter, our Twitter is kind of already 
in the process of getting rebranded. Um, been working my tail off, right, to kind of relaunch OOC. Um, some big news right now, it's it's not going to be called OOC anymore, right? That's that's just right off the bat. Um, this is the first time that that I'm going to talk about this, and that's because we're, we're getting closer to the launch date again, which is um, August 26th, right? Some big announcements coming. Those of y'all that don't know what this is, what Order on the Court is, it's the other YouTube channel that we have where we do post-game reactions and uh, watch parties and things like that. And it was between um, myself, Clan the Spurs fan, um, Maddie from Spurs Fan Blog, um, and Harrison from San Antonio Spurs Talk on Twitter. Um, we had a thing going where we try to do post-game um, review, kind of reactions, but you know, it's it's, it's a very structured show. Um, it's, it was a lot of fun last year. We had a blast. Um, but now that's kind of over. So I'm saying it right now that OOC, the, the, we're all still cool. We all still like to talk to each other, but Hey, life happens, right? Go this down. Life happens. And, um, you know, some of the guys have to step away. So it, it basically fell into my hands, right. To, to keep it going. And, and I had, I have been having a blast. Let me tell you a blast. Um, getting OOC and the, the revamping of it and the rebranding of it ready for you guys over the past month. I've been working my tail off for about a month now, month and a half. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and there's some big announcements coming. Um, it is very much alive. Okay. So like those of y'all that think, oh my God, no, it's, it's gone. It's, it's not gone. Um, the guys will collaborate and, and still hang out, uh, you know, still hang out, you know, every once in a while when they have time, but, uh, the channel is going to be revamped and, and, uh, rebranded. And it's like a whole new thing. The website's going to be awesome. Uh, and so I can't announce it yet. I can't, I don't want to announce anything about the details because I've been working my tail off and I just, I've been preparing it to launch again, coming, uh, August 26th. So for, for Spurs fans, let me just say this. It's, this is going to be huge for Spurs fans. Right. Come August 26th, you guys are going to hopefully love what I've been working on here for you guys. And, and I can't wait to announce the people that are involved. Um, you know, Harrison, Maddie and Destin might be stepping away a little bit, but uh, there's I, I'm bringing I'm bringing uh, there's a lot of people that are very excited to come aboard. I think our roster now is a, just to give you a little sneak peek. You know, it was us four, right? Over there doing the post-game reactions for you and stuff. We're going to go from four hosts to about 13, 12 or 13. So that, let's just put it in that perspective for you. So um, it's going to go again from, from about four where it was to now about 13 people uh, that are going to be able to um, hop on the channel and do post-game reactions and and collaborate with each other. There's a, a lot of big announcements, again, like I said, coming August 26 in regards to order on the court right so can't wait to announce that with you guys so um hopefully you guys like it right been busting our tails over here for you um all right so that was the town hall section uh portion of this show again this is a laid back q a between me and you guys, right? So shout out to the Patreon members out there. If you guys want to support the show, you're doing it right now. All you got to do is hit that subscribe button, like this video, hit the notification bell, um, drop a comment, uh, share this video. If you want to go above and beyond, check out the Patreon link in the description below. Okay. So let's get to the q and I'm going to be here hanging out in the chat room. I'm going to kind of scroll up to the top a little bit and kind of make, work my way down. Um, Trevor Schultz, right? You've been hanging out here for a while. What's up, Trevor? Hope you're having a great day, man. Uh, Jones, I think you're talking about Trey Jones, has to take the Patty minutes. Forbes should just be flying off screens and spotting up. And I totally agree. And I totally agree. I, I think that um, on my assessment before, I kind of like the idea of Brent Forbes coming into, I don't want to say the Patty role because 
I think the Patty role was only for Patty. And I'm and I'm talking about coming in off the bench in that combo way where you're going to be the primary ball handler, but you're also going to be like the number one option or number two options for the second unit. Um, and you have the ultimate green light. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think Bryn Forbes can do well against second units with that role, but, but I, I mean, he's not Patty Mills and it's nothing against Bryn Forbes. There's only one Patty Mills, like dude, come on. Right. So um, Trey Jones, I think is definitely making a case for himself that, uh, that he needs to, be seriously considered for the backup point position if in fact DeJounte and um Derek White are starting together, right? So Jones seems to have a a dual set of skills. I think he has like that true point guard ability where he understands and knows and thinks the game and often knows the offense can see things before they happen, um, knows how to execute an offensive set, right? Like that's just, that's not easy. You think, you think it's easy to execute an offensive set while you're being pressured and you're, you're Trey Jones and you're being pressured by like this guy. And, and you gotta be tough. You gotta be, you gotta be tough physically and you gotta be tough mentally to be in, in that position. And Trey Jones is showing that he can do that, but he's also showing that dual set of skills where he's like, Hey, I can be like a number one, number two score. Like I can put the defense on, on their heels. Like, especially when I'm out in transition coming into half court, I can sneak and bully my way through the paint and just kind of finish at the rim. Like he's showing us so much. And Trey Jones has been one of my biggest surprises all season long. Like when we drafted him last year, I liked the idea, right? Cause I didn't know much about Trey Jones when he played at Duke. Um, I knew like he came from this family and, and Minnesota and all these things like that. Um, but I didn't really know him much as I didn't watch that much college basketball that year. And um, he came in and I was like, okay, cool. Like a, a, a second round point guard. I guess that means that Quindary is on his way out. I remember thinking that right away. And sure enough, it took a year, but Quindary was on his way out. Um, Trey Jones came in and is showing us a lot, right? So he came into the G League. It took him a game or two here in the summer league to really put it together. But um, I would love Trey Jones to have that backup point guard role. But I think if the Spurs do the Spurs thing, they're not going to give it to him just yet. And I think that's why they bring in Brent Forbes. You know, I think, I don't think it's very hard for them to give somebody a lot of minutes their second year. They haven't done it in a while. They haven't done it since Kawhi. What they give Kawhi minutes his first year or in a starting role, right? I think Kawhi started coming off the bench, but then it was like, hey, Richard Jefferson, Kawhi's better than you, man. We're going we're, we're gonna to have to start him. What? And then they swap him for Steven Jackson. And then they're like, hey, <laughs> Steven Jackson, Kawhi's kind of better you better than you right now. And Steven Jackson's like, what? <laughs> so, but it was true, right? Kawhi was ready to go. I don't think Trey Jones is, is at that level. I think he's like a year or two away from being our primary second point guard, you know, like that comes into the game. And that can actually, he, he might even actually come in early and play some minutes with the starting role. You know, like when, when they sub out DeJounte or Derek, um, because he can execute, like I said, he has both. He can score when he's playing with the bench against bench units, but he can also, you know, facilitate. Um, Rock and Nova, what's up? We need to trade the young core and go for Le- Lebron. Lebron. No, I think you mean uh, Lebron, right? So, uh, no, we don't need to do that. I'll keep it short. We don't need to do that. I love Lebron, but <laughs> he will take us to the promised land. Uh, you know what, uh, LeBron and Pop. You know, I I would love to see that at some point. In what do y'all think? Do you think we should tank so we can get a shot at taking Bronny Junior in the draft in the next few years, and then maybe get LeBron over here and we have them both with the Spurs and Pop and all that stuff? Hey, I'm putting it out there in the universe, right? We're not gonna tank, but imagine, imagine we can get Bronny on on the Spurs and LeBron is like, I'm gonna finish out my career with my son. Uh, thank you for subscribing, Larry Norwood. Appreciate you, homie. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see what Dan has to say. Dan in the chat says, I don't see any scenario where Lonnie doesn't start. I think Devin moves to the two and McDermott the three off the bench. Yeah, that's where I was at, uh, Dan. Um, I see Lonnie and Devin as, as our two guards. And I think if we can move Bryn Forbes out of that out of their way, Right. I don't think we put Bryn Forbes on this roster to take away minutes from those two guys. So you move them up to the point guard, which means that, hey, at the at the at the two spot, if Derek White is that starting two, see, that's that's the thing, though, Dan. Um, none of those guys can start if Derek's starting. So in your scenario, I think uh, you mean Derek White has to come off the bench 
and and uh, as the starting, I mean, as the as the as the point guard off the bench, and that means that Lonnie has an, a starting spot open to try to go and get or Devin. You know, I think they com- I, I think they compete. I think you give it to Devin to be honest. I think Lonnie can prove that he deserves it, but he has to do it. I would like to see Lonnie do it because I think actually Devin is more fit for a starting role. There's less error. There's less error. Like when, like when you're a coach, when you're a coach, if your starting unit isn't always like your most skilled guys. Let me just tell you that right now. Like it's not, it's not your most skilled guys. You have to you have to figure figure it out. Like you have to have trust in your players. And if your best shooter or best scorer is going to get cooked on defense every single time, he's he's coming off the bench. And you're going to put a guy in there that can maybe just shoot okay, but he never messes up on defense and busses his tail on defense. And, and you know, you're not going to be giving up that, you know what I mean? So your starting unit has to be very, I don't think the Spurs have done that great of a job at, at, at doing that. Let me just say that too, over the past few years, but your starting unit, I, I don't see Lonnie. I would love Lonnie to start. I would love Lonnie to be that good where it's undeniable that he should be the starter. I am waiting. I've been waiting for that Lonnie for two or three years now. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's this year, you know, I don't know. Um, So you think Devin moves to the two, I think Devin moves to the two and McDermott slides down to the three off the bench to back up. um, Kelton Johnson. I love that idea. If that was my team, if that was my roster, that's something that I would entertain and I would mess around with in practice. When you're messing around with lineups in the training camp, you, you definitely, you definitely like throw that out in the court and you see how it goes. You see who, who does well here and does, and you know, what, what does it produce? What, what results does it yield? Right. Those, those lineups. So um, McDermott off the three uh, off the bench at the three, some people I have heard like the idea of him starting at the four over like Thaddeus Young or Luca. And, you know, I, I think he can play a small ball four. don't get me wrong. But he'll he'll end up exerting so much energy trying to guard at the four spot that I don't I think it it takes away from his value at being able to stretch the floor at the three spot. That's why I like Doug McDermott at the three spot as well versus him starting at the four. Though I get it though I get it though I get why you would start him at the four, Keldon at the three, because Jakob's at the five. That's why. Um. All right. Okay. Dan says, I think it's all about development. I agree. Rockin' Nova says, Trey Jones needs to take the reins as the backup point guard. He's on his way. Trey Jones deserves minutes. Forbes absolutely trash at defense, and he ball hogs the ball. That's from Dan in the chat room, not from me. Okay, Dan. Okay. We're not running Forbes at backup point. We'll see. We'll see. If If – if we're running him at the backup two, or then we're doing something wrong. I don't. I think. Um, what's up, Chris? Chris in the house. I don't remember ever having so much uncertainty going into a Spurs season. Mm. The the first year we got Demar, <laughs> I think I think that one was really uncertain. Um, first off, we didn't know how it was going to work with Demar Lamarcus. Then Dejounte Murray gets hurt, and we don't know who's going to be point guard and then Derek White's like oh I'm here and then he gets hurt and then we had to run Brent Forbes at the point guard for a little bit that season we had Dante Cunningham and Quincy Pondexter at our as our as our depth at the at the three or four spot whatever that was that 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 was a season man for for me uh going into and we made the playoffs that year (laughs) we made the playoffs that year man um Oh man, and, but you know why? I think we made the playoffs that year because who was at the point? It was it was Derek. That's that's something else I want to talk about here. I'll talk about it in a little bit. The whole Derek White at the two guard or at the point guard debate. It's a great debate. You can't you can't lose either way. Um, what's up, Jude McLaren? Uh, again, what's up, dude? Um, let's see what else is in here. Let's see what's going on. Sean Kelly, thank you for the tip, my man. Good to see you too in here. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're doing well. Hope the family's doing well. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Okay, let's see. Frenchie. Frenchie's been at, at me a little bit over there on the Patreon. Um, do you think that Malik Newman has done enough to earn a two-way? 
you know, to be honest, Frenchie, I'm not sure who that is. Um, the, the, the players that have stood out to me watching the summer league have been Jeffries, right? Daquan Jeffries for sure has been standing out to me. Morris Morris has been doing well. I, I don't think he's an NBA player, but I think he's been doing well. Um, a couple other guys out there too are doing, are doing good on our team. So I can't really speak on, on Malik Newman that much. Newman, Newman, what number is he? I forget what number he is, but there's a couple of guys out there that the Spurs squad, to be honest, guys, is, is not all that great. Not all that great. All right. So it kills. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? It kills. Hope you're having a great day. Eric Piscina says, is there a timetable for Luca's return? Talking about Luca Samanich? Did he get hurt? Do I not know something? Let me see. Let's see if there was any news out there on Luca Samanich. Um... Not that I see. Checking out Bleacher Report right now. I don't see anything. All right. So Luca's return to the court, maybe. All right. Is there a uh, timetable for Luca getting to the court? I think he's going to get opportunity this year. Luca Samanich is definitely going to get opportunity. And other than that, that's all I can say. I I can I can tell you what I think. And I, you know, and that's, I think that Luca is like a, a unicorn in, in development, right? Like he's just taking so much time to grow and, and, um, and it, not that he's taking too much time. Cause he's taking, he's not, he's been growing every step of the way. And I'm telling, trying to be telling you guys, um, that Luca is actually really, really good. And whenever he can get consistent minutes, it's going to change our team. It's going to change our squad because we don't have a lot of guys that can do what he does, especially at his position. That's why I think starting him is a good look. It's it's very interesting to see how that lineup does. He's not a slouch defensively. His shot is kind of unproven, but I like it. I think it's a nice looking shot. Um, he has IQ like a point guard. He has passing skills like a point guard. Um, he can grab the rebound, push and transition at the four spot, which means that he can beat other big men down the floor. Um, if he gets the rebound, he can beat his guy down the floor. If it's if he's guarding someone like Mon- or someone's guarding him like Montrez Harrell, just for instance, you know he gets the rebound, and he takes off, fully Montrez Harrell in the, in, the, in the dust. You know he's going coast to coast with that thing. So he just he can do so much. And and I know it's all in theory right now. It's all it's all you know based off what he's how he's been developing in, in the G League and um, but also but this season he played in I don't know how it was under I think twenty games or something like that. But what I saw from him this season was. All I needed to see, you know, the way he played against New York, the way he played against New Orleans. Um, there were a couple games out there where he showed that he's 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 ready. So, yeah, he needs he needs to ball. Yeah, he needs to ball out. Luca Luca can really change the dynamic of this of this roster, the whole dynamic of it, right? Because we have a lot of trouble doing a lot of things, and he can kind of help in the, a lot of those areas, like shooting. Right? We need his shooting. He can shoot. We needed someone who can play make. He can play make. We need someone who can be like a small ball four or five. He can be a small ball four and five. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if he can come through for us, man, this year, we're we're, we're fixing to be a, a deadly squad. Um, South Texas says, ¿Qué pasó, mi raza? <laughs> what's going on, South Texas? Um, what's the projecting starting lineup? South Texas asks me. Um. Shout out to South Texas, first off, 956. Um, I think that it's Derek, DeJounte, Keldon Johnson at your one, two, and three. I think those are your locks. I think those are the ones that, unless the Spurs try to do Derek White at the backup like they did two years ago, which I hated. Oh, it drove me crazy, man. I hated that decision. And I don't mind saying it. And I'm I'm pretty sure if I heard their reasons why, Okay, I, I can, I can, I can go with it. I can play ball. I can, I wouldn't make a fuss about it. But if you were asking me, I would say moving Derek White to the bench and letting Dejounte come in and start right off of his ACL injury, I think was the first bad decision that led to like twenty more bad decisions that led to us missing the playoffs that season and ending our twenty-two year streak. That that, that that's my honest opinion. I think. I think that was where they, they we had made the playoffs the year before. We had technically gotten better on paper. Um I should do a whole episode about that season, about the uh about the bubble season, the 
1920 season, right? The 1920 season. I should, I should do a whole episode on on that. Do y'all want me to do that? Let me know in the chat, man, because I think that's just the tip of the iceberg on that season, man. Oh my god. Let me just go through. Let me just go through a, a couple more points for you, really quick. Brent Forbes, uh, Damari Carroll, Keldon in the G League for for more than he should have been. I mean, that's just that's just literally the tip of the iceberg that season those decisions and i don't know the spurs have their reasons and you know what do i know but that was just some of it all right it kills has a question it says i was excited for trey to get all patty's minutes but then we go get forbes back yeah i I think that is kind of i think that is what it is it's like a buzzkill thing it's like if everyone was thinking trey was going to be like ready to do stuff no he's he's not um, the Spurs know that the Spurs know that he's ready to de- like continue to get better, but he's not ready for a solid backup point guard role just because he's a little still too young. He's a little too green um, in the Spurs system. Guys, we know how hard that is, man. We, we know how we know how hard that is. To be a backup point guard for the Spurs, you got to execute. Okay, so, yeah, so I think that's what's going to happen. I think, if you're asking me, uh, Forbes is going to be the backup point. Um, South Texas asks, and the projected second unit lineup. I think you go with um, – oh, sorry, did I even do your starting lineup? <laughs> sorry, I, I didn't finish it, right? Sorry. Um, it's Keldon, Derek, DeJounte. I think Popovich, if he's still there, and like I don't – I think all signs point to yes – Thaddeus Young, I think he starts, um, and you go with Jakob. So Jakob, Thaddeus Young, Keldon, Derek, and DeJounte. Off the bench would be Bryn Forbes, Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, Doug McDermott, and probably Zach Collins if if he's healthy. If he's not healthy, then probably Drew if he's on the roster. (laughs) There's a lot of questions. What are all these big questions Right, coming into the season? Um, if Drew's not on the roster and Zach Collins is not healthy, then I think um, you go Luca. You know, Luca's in there. You, you play around with Luca at the four or the five. So, a lot of questions, man. A lot of really good questions. Lineup questions, depth questions, roster questions. It's a lot. Okay, so um, here we go. Frenchie Bet says if Derek gets injured again, we'll be glad. To have Bryn, that's that's true. That's a little for that's a little foresight from Frenchie Betts. Um, that's good. That's that's good planning, man. <laughs> right? If if you're in the Spurs like brass room and you're like, guys, like we're in free, we're, you're dealing with free agency, and you're like, man, we have to have an insurance on Derek or Dejounte, right? Because either one of those guys in the past two or three seasons has been likely to spend some time away due to injury. So I think having insurance for them is is good. And I think Bryn does that and Trey Jones. I think you can't have enough point guards on your roster because you need the depth. That's a great point, Frenchie. Great point. South Texas asks, Lonnie, Bryn, Trey, all second unit guards? Yeah, I agree. Or I would say yes. It Kills says, as long as Bryn doesn't start and doesn't get overpaid, we'll be okay. But still, bad move to bring him back. Eh, I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move. I, I, I'm i on that side of the fence. I, I agree with you that I don't want him to start. And we don't have money to overpay him. One, I think it kills. So I think you can kind of, you can, you don't have to be worried about that. But I think we do have to be worried about him maybe starting. <laughs> I, I think maybe. Oh, man. If that happened. That would set Spurs Twitter on fire. All right, let's see. All right, Million GNU, GNU. I don't know if I'm Million GNU. I don't know. Do you think, what's up, first off? What do you think Pop will be done after this season? After this upcoming 22 season? Maybe. I don't know. I think when his contract is up, he'll go. If If he is planning on going. Now, I'd want Pop as long as he wants to stay. If he wants to coach for like another 10 years and look like Hubie Brown, no no, no offense, Hubie Brown, great coach, um, great basketball mind, 
um, one of my idols and stuff. But man, Hubie, Hubie Brown looks rough, <laughs> right on on TV for sure too, man. So if if uh, he wants to kind of coach like Don Nelson and and Jerry Sloan and and kind of really push it, you know, I can see him coaching for a little while longer, and I wouldn't be mad at that. Anytime, but here's the thing though: I want Pop to kind of take a, a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, juice from the fountain of youth, right, and kind of get a little bit more intense, kind of the way he he used to be with the big three. But I think he knows that he can't hold these guys kind of like up to the same pedestal as the he held the big three. It's just they're just not they're not the same. So you know you have to change your perspective a little bit. You go from winning championships with this group and always holding that bar to now holding that bar but also understanding that you have a long way to go it's just different it's just a different process so i think pop is changing as well trevor says i still love the idea of lonnie off the bench me too um i think we talked about the possibility of him being a point guard that's that's, i have nothing against that idea i would like him to have the the ball in his hands sometimes just not all the time i think he can be a primary ball handler off the bench, but I don't think he should be the point guard. Like, let's say it's a dead ball and we have to bring the ball up and run a play, right? I think I think Lonnie needs to be off the ball. He needs to be somewhere trying to get open and trying to, you know, we need to be running a play to, to get Lonnie a shot, right? But if it's off a rebound or off a turnover or whatever, let Lonnie just go. Let him run, right? Let him set him free out there, man. I agree. Trevor also says, don't sleep on Landel. Landell. Can't wait to see what he does with us this year. I know he's very exciting. He's a very exciting player. If his game can translate over to the NBA, which I think, um, I think the, the biggest, the biggest skill and impact that Jock Landale is going to bring to the Spurs next season is his IQ and his ability to come in year one and play and actually understand offenses and defensive schemes. Um, I think he's a great passer, a great mind. He's a team player. He can shoot the ball a little bit better now, I think, than before and earlier in his career, from what I understand. So he might be able to space the floor for us. Again, in the NBA with the Spurs, you have to take advantage of opportunities. So whatever opportunity he does get, he seems to me like he's a guy that's always ready. You know, like Patty Mills was always ready. Those Aussies, man, they're always ready just to go. Um, I think he's like that too, you know? So I think he... uh, I think I think he can come in day one and start impacting the squad, and I hope he does, and I hope he earns his minutes, you know, little little by little as as the season goes, because um, I think he makes us versatile in what we can do with our big men lineups. Like I don't think he, maybe maybe he's he doesn't play every single game, but it really kind of just depends on who we're playing. You know what I mean? Sometimes he might be huge for us, some other times he doesn't play that much. You know, we'll see. We'll see what Jock can bring to the table. Love that name, man. Um, Frenchy bet says, well, you have Luca to defend at the four. Yeah, we do. Okay, here we go. Um, I don't know if this was new or not. Let me go back up to the chat. Whoa, there's a lot of in the chat. Sean Kelly again. Thank you for that tip, sir. Uh, Jew water says, I don't care. I like, I like Luca starting at the four, at least getting more minutes. I agree. Uh, Jew water, J U water. Um, I would like to see him start. I'm telling you, when you're when we're talking, we're not talking about experience. We're not talking about, you know, we throw all that other stuff away. How do you make that starting lineup better? Because I think you know that DeJounte and and, De- and uh, Jakob are starting at the one and the five. And then Keldon's got to start. So between those three guys, you already need floor spacing. Forget about who's at the two, Derek, Lonnie, Devin, Vassell, whoever it is. You already need more floor spacing. You know what I mean? So I think Luca can can do that and push the ball and like really impact impact the way we play. So I, I agree. Um, let me see, Lil J, what's going on, Lil J? Lil J asks, "Here is the truth." Okay, so he's not asking; he's telling me. You're telling me, Lil J. Okay, here is the truth. If Dejounte Murray is going to be the the best player, we need to add around him the job. Cannot be done. Jakob Pertl is not good enough at the center position to make him the main center. Um. Yes, I I, I agree. Uh, Lil J, that's, that's what we did. Lil J, I think we built around Dejounte and Derek White. What did we go out and get in the in the off season? We got 
Shooters, right? Doug McDermott, shooter. That's building around our young core that can't shoot, right? We went, we got Zach Collins, uh, a guy that when healthy can maybe push Jakob for minutes, right? Um, and who can also shoot, right? Shooter as well. Um, Jock Landale, same thing, shooter as well. Um, Thaddeus Young and Alfaruk Aminu, veterans, right? Veteran leadership, right? Because we 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 didn't. Uh, we didn't bring back any of our vets. So we brought in a couple other vets. Now, if they stay with us, I don't know. Right. But that to me is building around our young core, mainly DeJounte and Derek. Right. I, I think if you're asking me, so that's what, that's what I think they're doing. It's going to be interesting. Right. Let's see what happens. Diamond G says, I wish we could pick up L ball. Uh, I don't know what, there's a lot of L's out there with the last name ball. So you're talking about Jello or Lonzo. Nonzo would have been interesting, but we just, we just, we can't. No, we can't. Diamonds here from Cali. What's up, Cali? Cali. All right. So let's see. Eric says Newman was number 23. I can't, I can't, I can't put a 23 on, on uh, my mind. All right. So here we go. <clears throat> we'll take a few more questions here, guys, and then we're going to, Start wrapping this one up. It's been so much fun to hear chat with you guys. Um, let me see. Let me see. Diamond G asked, do you think, sorry, do you like anyone in the Vegas Summer League that isn't in the Spurs, but you would like the Spurs to get? Huh. I've only seen a, a couple of summer league games, so I can't really say yes or no to that question. I'm pretty sure there's some guys out there, but right now, at, I mean, the, the thing about the Spurs roster is that we don't have room for anyone. We actually, we actually have to get rid of guys, right? So it's kind of hard for me to think like in that way when I'm watching the game, you know, like I'm always thinking like, okay, what, how are we doing one? And then I don't think we have room to add anyone else really. All right. So let's see. Richard says, Luca's not getting minutes over Thaddeus Young or Keldon. I think the Spurs are m- moving on from Luca. Uh, that's that's one I'd be willing on to bet on that you're wrong, Richard, just on that one. Now, I could be wrong, right? But to me, it's like they, they went into this whole thing with Luca knowing it was going to take time, right? Knowing he was 19, knowing that um, R.C. Buford said it. He's like, he's he said if he was already good in some areas that he's going to be good at in a few years, he would have gone way higher on the, in the draft. But they're like, we're gonna take the time to work on him. What he can do now is really impressive. So I think they're I think he's right on plan, Richard, is, is what I'm saying. I think Luca is right on plan, ready to get opportunity this year, and hopefully he does well with that opportunity. Aaron says, Go Spurs, go, go Spurs, go, Aaron. And Frenchie says, um, KJ will play a small forward. Hopefully. I I hope so, man. Oh man, if Keldon is at the three, then we're gonna be big. We're gonna be big, right? Like six, 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 five, six, eight, six, ten, seven foot, whatever. Like we're gonna be a big team. It kill says I've always liked Nate Renfro from the G League. Yeah, Renfro did really well for us last year in the Gubble, and is doing well here too. Renfro is doing great. I love Renfro. Yeah, he's one of them. Javi Chavez asks, what's the next move? It's uh it's uh taking our roster from 17 down to down to 15. That's the next move. I think uh Zach Collins inked his deal. The only one we're waiting on right now, I think, is Bryn Forbes. And if I'm not mistaken, Keita Bates Jap doesn't have a fully guaranteed contract, I think, and and neither does neither does Drew Ebanks. So if you're looking at the roster and thinking, well, who are the e- two guys that we can move easily, like without, you know, you know, having to do too much more than that, just cutting, cutting the guys and we can cut those two guys. But, you know, I don't want to let Drew go. I want Drew to be around forever. So Drew's one of my favorite dudes. Okay. So Junhee Lee, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. What's up, Junhee? Um, what's more important, the playoff streak or rebuilding? 
Man, I would love to say like, oh, rebuilding is more important and whatever. The playoff streak is just a record and records get broken and whatnot. But man, we were one away. Just one more year away. <laughs> Dang. And we could have broken the all-time record. So that sucks. But at the end of the day, does it matter? No, it's just a record. Blah, blah, blah. We have five championship rings. Don't be greedy, Rob. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it is what it is. You know, the time came, the time, good things come to an end. All good things come to an end. And our playoff streak was one of them. And we tied the record, right? We could have held, we could have held it by ourselves if we would have went to the playoffs that gobble year. Freaking Shake Milton, man, from the 76ers just hits that three in DeJounte's face and just knocks us out of contention. Oh, man, that, that sucked. But I mean, look at the circumstance. Like, it was during COVID, too. Like, you can say that, too, if you want. You know, you can. You can be like the Spurs playoff streak ended in a COVID year. But now we, we probably weren't going to make it anyway, but we definitely were saying we're, we're making it interesting in, in, in the bubble for sure. Um, let me see. David, David Pekarski. Pekarski. What's going on, David? Start Luca for games. Lock him in the weight room. When he's not playing and only feed him carne, carne asada. See how it's carne asada and not carne guisada. To the rest of y'all international international people out there in the world that are watching, carne guisada. That's the right way to say it. Okay, tacos, which is great. Oh, man, that's 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 good stuff. Um, I agree. Bulk them up. Put some more pounds on them. Get them in the weight room. Guys, I think that's what's been happening. That's what I'm thinking. I, I, I think all of us aren't seeing you know, Luca's development, but I'm telling you, if you trust me at all, I'm telling you that Luca is developing. He's growing. He's getting bigger. He's getting stronger. He's getting smarter. He's learning terminology. He's learning defense. So it's, it's, it's been a great first two years, I think for Luca in, in terms of development and, and all that stuff. So, all right, let's see what else we got in here. Let's take a few more. Um, Hosni Lu, Luima, I hope I'm saying that right. Pop hasn't been coaching the same since his wife died. Um, R.I.P. to to Mrs. Popovich and and I think I think I, I the reason why I, I put that up on screen was because I think there's some there's some like validity to it, but also like um, I think also like you know that that's got to be one of the hardest things that anyone can go through. And and Pop, you know, hasn't even shown us that it's even you know affected his job like like he's always real you know he doesn't let us into this personal aspect of his life but i think we all feel for him and and when that happened it was like man that was terrible like it broke all of our hearts in san antonio and and has he lost a little bit of fire since then i would say yes but i don't i'm not really sure that's the reason why you know i don't know i don't want i don't want to be disrespectful but um i would say i would say there's some other factors affecting that um Yeah, I, I don't want to say that's like the only reason, but I think maybe his age. I think also just like I think he's really letting the assistant coaches um, take take a lot more responsibility. One second, guys. I need to send this text really quick. Okay, take a few more out here. Um yeah, so Co Coach Pop is definitely like – we're not the only ones that are saying that. A lot of people say he's not the same. He's not the same. I think that has a part of it, but I don't think it's the whole picture, um, Hansi. Hosni? Man, I cannot say that right. Hosni, sorry. Um, all right, so let's see. We'll do We'll do a few more. Let me scroll down. There's plenty in here already. Um Justin is primo playing. Uh, I'm not sure if he's playing in this last game. I think they play Monday. Um, okay, so Aaron asks, can we move Hutchinson and Aminu? Uh, yeah, I mean, we could do whatever we want, Aaron. I think that I think that's a good uh, idea, too, just to kind of see what you can get for them, too. I, I like the idea of keeping Thaddeus Young. Sorry, if, if you guys can hear my dog. Hold on.
All right, guys. So if we can move both of these guys, sure. Uh, but let's just keep them. I'm telling you, let's just keep these guys. Let's keep Thaddeus. Let's keep Aminu. And let's keep, keep Hutchinson. Let's keep all these dudes, man, and really be deep at, at the wing, man. All these guys can at least hopefully defend the, the wing, right? Defend the perimeter. Um, we don't need them to be like all-time scorers or anything like that. We just need their length. We need them to stay healthy, stuff like that, right? So um, I like I like all these guys, to be honest. I, I don't want to I don't want to flip Thaddeus Young for a pick, and I don't want to trade Aminu and 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 Hutchinson. I actually like the idea of having all those tall long athletic players with the, the young core that we have right now. I'm telling you, it kind of, and all the areas that our young core lacks, I think Brian Wright and the staff did a great job of bringing in guys that are going to bring those guys up. You know what I'm saying? Because we're, we're filling all the holes. That's, that's what I think. Um, all right. Frenchie Betts has given us some breaking news three days ago. Primo coach decision who was expected to be available Thursday against the Hornets is out due to right knee soreness. Freelance basketball reporter Matthew Tynan reports. Right. So I don't think Primo or Vassell are going to play. That's fine. We don't need to see any more from these guys. We don't need to see any more from our guys. Joe Weisskamp needs more minutes. Joe Weisskamp needs to score the ball, man. Get him some more shots. But um, again, guys, on Tuesday, remember that our show, our show times are changing. Uh, we're going from Monday, Wednesday to a Tuesday, Thursday show. And this Tuesday, I'll be breaking down some film from Trey Jones and Devin Vassell in the bubble and or sorry, in the in the summer league, in the Las Vegas summer league. That's this Tuesday. Again, thank you guys for 2K subs. This has been a lot of fun. This was our first um, Spurs Q&A session. Um, got to hang out here with you guys for about an hour. Take uh, take your questions. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. Um Thank you guys for hanging out and uh, shout out to the Patreon members, Frenchy Betts, Arno Midnight and Juan Rodriguez. Thank you guys for supporting the show. If you guys want to become a Patreon member, um, go ahead and check the link in the description below. Go Spurs go. Hope you're having a wonderful day this Sunday afternoon. And, um, you know, I'll catch you guys on Tuesday, right? Make sure to like that, like this video, hit the subscribe button and chant Go Spurs go when you do. Go Spurs go. Adios, amigos.